In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Sometimes we try and hide them behind sunglasses, or try in vain to wipe them away. Other times we get embarrassed and act tough. I'm not crying. You're crying. Pop musicians from Frankie Valley to Fergie have tried to convince us that big girls don't cry. But the truth is, we all have tears, don't we? Sometimes they're tears of overwhelming joy, like Sarah in Genesis, who I imagined laughed till she cried, along with her family, as she held in her hands the gracious, unexpected promise of her gift of the son Isaac, the Lord said would be born to her. Too often, though, there are tears of other kinds, loss and longing. Maybe like Israel in exile, weeping beside the rivers of Babylon as they wept and they remembered Zion. Or tears of guilt and shame, like King David, mourning the death of his son and the consequence of his own sin. There are tears of pain and anguish, too. Or we join the Psalms in lament, How long, O Lord? How long will the cancer spread? How long will homes and marriages and friendships and life simply remain broken? How long will the tempest of anxiety and fear of worry and doubt and depression cloud my mind? How long, O Lord? And then there are the tears like we experience on All Saints Day today, where we remember our faithful departed, grief, loss, death, much like our Lord himself wept at his friend Lazarus's tomb. Maybe we see a familiar sight or sound that we hear or catch a smell or even sing a beloved hymn. For me, it's always for all the saints, and you start to tear up a bit. Grandparents and parents, aunts or uncles, sisters or brothers, husband, wife, sons, daughters, miscarried children, close, good friends. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, like those who have gone before us this year, Jean Schroeder, Margaret Kittinger, Ellen Anger, Phyllis Hunsberg, Carol Giese, Shirley Lewick, Vernon Westmark, Loreen Babbitt. We grieve and weep as our Lord did at Lazarus's tomb, but we, as St. Paul says thankfully, do not grieve without hope. For our Lord, who also knows every hair on our head, also knows our every sorrow, our every tear, and he comforts us. He even gave John an extremely comforting vision to share with us in the revelation of St. John. So St. John is given by our Lord to see what really cannot be seen, kind of a sneak peek into the heavenly realms to perceive what no eye has seen, no ear has heard. You see, what what St. John heard earlier in the reading of Revelation 7 was 144,000, a perfected Israel. Twelve times twelve times a thousand. That's what John heard. But what John saw was a great multitude that no one could number, 
People from every nation, every tribe, every people, every language, standing before Christ the Lamb, clothed in sun-glare white robes, waving palm branches in an eternal feast of tabernacles, a perpetual Palm Sunday. And they cried out with a loud voice, saying, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And with them, the angels and the elders and the four living creatures, those four creatures who represent the whole created order of the world, worshiping God with a perfected sevenfold praise, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. This sounds incredible, doesn't it? Beautiful, joyful. We long to see that day. We want and desire to see that day what John saw instead of what we see all around us on most days now. But here's the comforting thing that Jesus gives us through John. Everything that John saw is yours. It truly belongs to you. It is yours now by faith, but one day too by sight. That we may see what John saw. And until that day, everything that John saw really and truly happens here every Sunday, every divine service, every time our Lord comes before us with his word with his promise to make us new and his children in baptism, with feeding us in his supper, with his holy absolution of comfort and grace. Now we may not see it, but when we come and we kneel at the communion rail, when we kneel together, we are with those loved ones as well who have gone before us. All of us in the faith, whether here on earth, alive or dead in Christ, are brought together. Because wherever Christ is, there is his church, there are his saints There are you, his holy ones, together with his holy ones who have gone before us. It is here that heaven and earth come to meet together in this very spot. Like Jacob in the Old Testament, when he saw the ladder reaching up into the heavens and the Son of God coming down upon the ladder to him, we rest our weary heads here, here where heaven meets earth and comes to us, And we too can say of this place that God has come here. Like Jacob said, how awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. Jesus the Lamb is here for you. His body and blood are here for you. His word, his promise, his comfort, even in tears, is here for you. We worship, as we will confess in a few minutes, with angels and archangels, and all the company of heaven. So then one of the elders calls out to St. John, asks him a question. Who are all of these clothed in white robes, and from where do they come? Sir, you know, John says. And the elder replies, These are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes, made them white in the blood of the Lamb. For John's hearers, These were their fellow believers, those who had died confessing Jesus to be Christ, to be Lord, members of the seven congregations around Asia Minor who were suffering persecution, hardship, even death for the name of Jesus. 
The vision was intended for John and for his people then, as it is now, for comfort, for consolation. Many of those dear saints died in great tribulation, but now, John says, through his vision, they're safe. They are sheltered by God in his presence, with himself. They are shepherded by the Lamb, whose blood has cleansed them. And all sadness, every sorrow has ended for them. Every tear has been wiped away by the hand of God. As we sang, we feebly struggle, they in glory shine. And yet for John's readers, for those who received this strange letter we call the Revelation, that time of tribulation continued then as it continues now for us today too. In China, there are churches destroyed and Christians simply disappear. India, a family for the man Nadir, he was martyred and his whole family in front of him. Or Iran, where Christians are persecuted and tortured or worse. And many, many other examples, the tribulation for us continues. You see, Jesus knew that we would have days like these, days of tears and suffering, days of grief and sorrow. So he gave his people then, as he gives us today, St. John's revelation to give us some comfort in the midst of suffering, joy in the midst of sadness, hope in the midst of despair, light in the darkness, life even in death. It's comfort for a church that is under siege, for Christians whose brothers and sisters in Christ at that time were being fed to beasts or set on fire or hacked in pieces, all for confessing Jesus' name. It was a comfort for John who was exiled, who could not be with his people on the Lord's day, but only with them in the Spirit as he prayed in the Spirit. It's a comfort for us, for you and me. As we see the dark clouds of persecution gathering around us on the horizon, and we wonder, will the church survive the years to come? Will we, as his people? Is there hope for tomorrow? What about the next day or the day after that? And Jesus' answer to us in this vision of Revelation is a resounding yea and amen. In the conquering Lamb who is slain and yet lives, in his blood that we are set free, you are a kingdom of priests. You are enthroned already now with him at his right hand. Life in this great tribulation is not easy. Our Lord promises that. We know tears. We know suffering. And yet the same Lord, of whom David says, he knows all of our tossing and all of our turning and every one of our tears, he says to those tears that run down the cheek, that well behind the eyes, those tears of grief and mourning, those tears of sorrow or shame, the goodbyes and the partings, the tears of pain, of anguish, of longing, of loss, of sorrow, of old wounds and new wounds. Our Lord says that he will wipe away every one of those precious tears from our eyes. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, on this All Saints Day, even in our tears there is hope. For this is your tomorrow and your today in Jesus Christ. A blessed All Saints Day to each of you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.